Welcome to episode 13 of Getting Real, the perfect buyer's consultation. It has always been important to nail down a great buyer's consultation. But now if we're looking into the future of what the real estate industry is, with or without all of these NAR lawsuits, it is going to be of vital importance to not only set up a buyer's consultation, but absolutely crush it. The one most important thing I want you to get from this podcast episode is the need to do something in terms of a buyer's consultation. No one would ever take a listing. You wouldn't walk into a house and go list it without some sort of listing consultation. So why do we look at buyers in a completely different regard? That's what we're going to dive into today. We are going to nail down exactly how to crush your buyer's consultation. I'm going to walk you through how to set it up, what to do before the buyer's consultation, what to do at the buyer's consultation, and what to do after to make sure your client is locked in with you as their agent. Before we do that, though, I do want to take a moment to thank you, appreciate you for your support of this podcast. We have a big, big, big mission here at Natalie and here at Getting Real. And that is to fundamentally change the real estate industry for the better. Make it an industry where people want to get into as a first career. Make it an industry where 86% of the agents don't fail. Make it an industry where people have the lifestyle they want, earn the income they deserve, and create generational wealth for their family. And I couldn't start to even really look at that mission without your support. So by liking this episode, commenting, sharing, subscribing to the podcast, doing anything you can, giving us five stars wherever you are watching or listening means the world to me. It means the world to our family. It means the world to our mission to fundamentally redesign the real estate industry. Now let's take a dive into why a buyer's consultation is becoming more and more important. You are going to start being questioned on how and what you are doing to be compensated as a buyer's agent. Whether the lawsuits go through that fundamentally removes buyer's agency compensation from a listing agreement is yet to be determined. We are years away from that happening. However, I suspect, and I've already seen just in the conversations we've had with potential clients, that you are going to start getting questioned, how do you get compensated? How does this all work? Because I saw something here. I saw something here on social media. I saw something in the news about buyer's agents, you know, not being compensated, this, that, and other thing. So there's more transparency coming and that's okay. You just need to be prepared for it. And one of the best ways to prepare for talking about how you are compensated and what you are doing to help someone is by sitting down with them in a chair and discussing it with them. This does not happen just naturally. You can't just meet a buyer at a house and try to talk about all these different things while they're looking at a home. It just doesn't work that way. So the need for a buyer's conversation is going to be there because buyers are going to be more demanding of knowing exactly what you are doing to help them buy a home and also how are you getting compensated. So that's the reason we're going to see more and more buyer's conversations happen. I think it's a great thing. I've been doing this for now going on 16 years. And for years upon years now, ever since I was a very new agent, I have always done buyer's consultations. Always. They come into our office. They meet with us. We meet at a coffee shop if it's not local to our market. We meet, you know, at a library. We've I've met buyers at a park. I've met buyers everywhere and anywhere to do a buyer's consultation. Doesn't be, have to be as rigid as a listing consultation, which typically takes place at the seller's home. A buyer's consultation can be a multitude of different places, but here's the one place it cannot be. At the house you first 
show a buyer. It has to be in a different environment from where they're looking at homes. When someone's looking at a home, they are not looking at, or they're not trying to decide whether or not you are a great agent or what you're, they're going to listen to what you are going to do to help them buy a house or how you are getting paid. They are solely focused on, okay, so this is where our dining room set could fit. This is where little Johnny will run down the hallway and run down to the Christmas tree. This is where, if it has, you know, a gorgeous pool, this is where we'll have great backyard parties. The husband's thinking this is where my wife's going to be in a bikini. The wife's thinking this is where a pool boy is coming. All of these things are where the buyer's heads are at. This is not about showing off your expertise at the showing. The showing is for creating a great experience, being personable, bringing all different facets of your game, but not the consultation. So here's how we get buyers in for a consultation. Every single time in over a decade, I've only had maybe two or three people say no. And those two or three people were clearly just either their agent was on vacation and they wanted to get into a house or they just had absolutely no interest in seeing any sort of value that a real estate uh, professional could bring to them. So they decided they were just going to only contact a listing agent and never, ever want to meet to discuss their home search. And that's fine. Two or three out of hundreds, hundreds of people at this point. It's a fear we have that if we say, hey, here's our process. We're not going to just show you a house right away. The buyers are going, no, 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 no. I need a door opener. I need someone to just go open that door. If they value you that way, why are you working with them? There are buyers and there are tons of people out there that will do anything to have a great great professional representing them. You just have to find them and you have to be okay walking away from the people that do not value your services. I've done it. Plenty of other great agents have done it and you'll do it as well once you get comfortable making this a part of your process. So no matter where a buyer comes from, whether it's a referral, you know, a friend of a past client, a lead off the internet, a call on your listing, a buyer after an open house that wants to go view more homes, doesn't matter where it comes from. At one point, someone is going to say to you, hey, John, I'm interested in buying a house and I want to go look at 123 Main Street. That's awesome. That is absolutely awesome. I love 123 Main Street. It's a beautiful house. Here is our process for working with us. I'm going to make an appointment to go show that tonight, if that's when you're planning to go look at it. About a half an hour, 45 minutes prior, we're going to meet over at my office. It's only about three minutes away from that house or the coffee shop that we're going to meet at. And you need to have these different places before that conversation. We're going to meet at this coffee shop. We're going to meet at this Starbucks. We're going to meet at this Dunkin'. We're going to meet at my office. We're going to meet at the library. We're going to meet at this park around the corner. doesn't really matter. But we're going to meet somewhere. And we're going to talk about your home search, what exactly you guys are looking for. I'm going to cover a little bit about how I'm actually going to help you win the best deal on a home right now in this market. And lastly, I'm going to describe just a little bit about how I'm compensated. Yes, you should be talking about how you are compensated. It's not rocket science. It's not criminal. It's not naive. It's not uh, shady to talk about how you're compensated. We do it with listings. I don't know why we don't do it with buyers. We do it with our buyers, and this always works. And people are even more in tune with what we're doing because we deliver on the experience we're going to do, and we're going to deliver on what we are getting compensated for. So we we set up the appointment. We tell them this is our process. You meet with us first. We're going to go over what you're looking for. I want to like really understand what you're looking for outside of when we get to houses. And I'm going to describe what we're going to do to help you buy. And we're going to talk about how we're compensated. We're going to meet for, again, half an hour, 45 minutes, depending on how far it is from that first house. If they're not looking at homes just yet and they're just saying like, oh, I'm thinking about buying, here's our process. Come in for a consultation. We'll get you guys all set up. ASAP listing alerts, all this great stuff that we can get set up after our consultation. That's how we get them in. We just tell them it's our process. It's that simple. We all look at it like we have to just rush to the door to open 
open it. And we wonder why we're viewed as door openers by, I'd say about 30, 40% of the public. Not the majority, the minority, but there is a great swath of the population out there that purely views us as door openers. Yet we run to open the door at the moment a buyer calls, but we don't do the same on the listing. And that's where we have the biggest challenge, one of the biggest challenges as an industry right now. So this is to start correcting that. So our process, you come in. Again, 99% of people are gonna say yes, 99%. If you deliver it just like that, they're gonna say yes. Okay, great, we'll see you there. Stop being fearful of this, guys. It's really not that scary once you start doing it. So then what do we do beforehand? So we have the appointment set for either later that night, the next day, the weekend. If it is that day, then we have to just email some things out. If we have some time, we get their information on the phone before we set up the appointment. So their name, their cell phone number, their email address, their current address, all those different things. And we usually send out our buyer documents before the appointment. So if we can mail them out, like here's our buyers. Uh, we, we have on the listing side, we have like a 47 bullet point of what we do to help people sell. And we also have it for the buyer side as well. So we send them that document about what we're going to do to help them buy some of our statistics versus the average agent, all of those types of things before we even meet with them. We want to try to build up that equity with them before we even meet. So we send out these documents, preferably by the mail. If we have to, we just email them over. We send them a Google invite with directions to exactly where we're meeting, a couple reminders built into the Google invite. And we set all this up, again, at least 45 minutes out from that first showing. And if there's no other showing, then you have all the time in the world to do this. So we we send things out, we arrive to the appointment at least 10 or 15 minutes early, always. If they're there early, then great. You have some extra time to talk about what they're looking for and what you're going to do to help them buy. If they're not there, it's great to be there early. It shows that you are responsive. I usually send a text five minutes before the appointment time, and especially if it's in a public place. Hey, just walking in now, going to grab a table. I'll see you in, in five minutes. Again, this helps them prepare that you're one, you're already there. If you've never met them before, it lets them know, okay, you're already sitting at a table. They should look for you. If you sent them an email with your, with your photo at the bottom, they're going to know what you look like and all these different things. This is all, again, just to keep setting expectations that you are super responsive. You are going to literally walk them through a process like you're doing just for the just for this first meeting you are walking them through a process and it's going to build that ability for them to really trust you if they're the best friend of someone who just bought and you threw a housewarming party for you met them there and you already have a ton of equity with them great this is just going to further that however if they are mildly a stranger this is going to tell them damn this guy this girl this woman this anything is professional and that's exactly how we do for listing comp stations. So why don't we do it for buyers? So that's where we start, is we start with this super professional process. We're going to meet you here, Google invite, docs out. This is what we're about. This is what we're going to do to help you buy. Let them set those expectations that you are the person they should be talking to. And you will win immensely at these buyer's call stations. So we set up, we arrive. I don't bring much with me. I do bring a couple of documents. If they are going to see homes, obviously I print out those sheets. We don't go crazy giving them a binder full of stuff. I don't pull up a PowerPoint presentation. It's not about that. It's not about that at all. So they walk in, arrive, we shake hands, we make eye contact. We discuss exactly what they are looking for. So I typically ask the questions of, you know, what's causing you to want to buy a home? What have you heard about the market? What have you heard about buying a home in X, Y, and Z areas? What's your reasoning for wanting to buy in those exact areas? Do you commute? Do you work from home? Do you have kids in school? Do schools matter? Does having nightlife, restaurants, anything in close proximity, grocery stores, any of those types of things important to you? Have you heard of all the events the community has? Have you heard of this, that, and other thing when it comes to living here? All of those questions are what are what's asked. 
it usually flows into a really nice conversation. I don't have a specific order because sometimes once you open the door with why someone's looking to buy, it can go in 17 different directions. But those are the important questions you ask. And then when they say, you know, we, we're done talking about what they're looking for, you have a real good grasp of it. I usually describe exactly what it's like to work with us. So I go over, okay, so here's, I know I sent you these. Here's what we're going to do to help you buy. And I want to set expectations right now about what it's exactly like to work with us. When you text me, and this could be different for everyone. If you're an individual agent, when you, it could be when you text me to see a house that night, I guarantee you I will get you in the door. As long as the seller can show it, I will get you in. If you operate a team, this is where you say you are meeting with me now. I, I sometimes show the house. I also have showing agents. So if you need to get in instantaneously, I have someone that will meet you right away. My showing schedules are Monday, Wednesday, Friday from 5 to 8 p.m. for people that work during the day. I only show houses on the weekends. I only show houses Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday during the day. Whatever your schedule is, set those expectations in the buyer's consultation. Most of us, yes, we'll have a carte blanche, like you could see a house whenever. If you if you reach out to me, because that's what it kind of takes to find a buyer a home. You need to be accessible and you need to be able to show a home. But setting your expectation, setting the buyer's expectations on what exactly that's going to look like, hey, you text me, or hey, you get an email from me with a new property, email me back, and I will set up the appointment. If you don't hear from me within 20 minutes, text me or call me. All of those things should be stated in this buyer's consultation. So your buyer knows exactly what to do when they see a house that they are interested in. Because that is not what our job and our function is. Our job and our function is to negotiate a great deal slash navigate a multiple offer situation still. Our job and our function is to walk a buyer through the entire process of buying a home and be that person to answer every single question they have. And we all know that those are going to be literally dozens, if not a hundred questions between when a buyer starts and when they close. So being the expert that they can rely on to ask those questions is what your job function is. All of these things you're doing in the consultation, asking the right questions, telling them what you're going to do, setting expectations makes you appear as the expert. So that's why it's super important to do so. And here is how we cover how we get compensated. I say, you know what? It's been in the news lately about how buyer's agents get compensated. We're very direct with how we get compensated. I tell a buyer, you know, Mr. and Mrs. Buyer, here's exactly how we get compensated. When agents go to list a home, there is a commission paid by the seller to the listing brokerage. That listing brokerage decides how much of that commission is typically shared with the buyer's agent. Typically, it's half. So if they take a 5% listing, 2.5% goes to the listing agent, 2.5% goes to the buyer's agent. And that's how we get compensated. There's times where it could be 4%, 2% to the buyer's agent, 2% to the the seller's agent. There could be times where they do a flat fee. They pay 300 bucks, they get in the MLS, and they only offer out a buyer's agent commission of 2 or 2.5%. There could be a time where the seller takes the commission and offers out zero to the buyer's agent. In that case, and you will know before we look at a house, in that case, our base fee is X. And you determine what that is. For us, we say 2%. And if they're not paying that commission as of right now, so if they're only doing a 2% listing and keeping it all for themselves and not offering any out to a buyer's agent, that 2% will be responsible by you guys. And here's exactly how we structure it. We put it into the price. So we just negotiate it as part of the price because they are reducing their price by the 2% to not offer it. We kind of just put it back in. Does that make sense to you? And if it doesn't, explain it again and again and again until they get it. I know that this sounds uncomfortable, but most people get it on the first try. Some you have to go to the second level and literally just write out some numbers and let them understand that the house will, instead of 500,000, will be 490 because they're not paying the 2% commission. So we'll just bump it back to 500 and the commission will be paid out of that. That's it, because that's how it works now. I tell them, 
Yes, the seller pays. It comes from the seller's proceeds. But if we're all being honest, a seller, when they sell their house, tells me, hey, I want 500000 commission's 5%, so I'm going to ask 525 for it. So who is, and I leave this as an open-ended question to buyers so they really get it, who is really paying the commission? So it is, they are hiring you. And if these conversations are uneasy for you to have, I'm going to be honest, you're going to struggle in the market to come because these are the conversations buyers are going to expect of you, just like listings expect of you. A listing doesn't just call you and say, hey, send me the paperwork. I'm going to, I'm going to put, and put your sign out front tomorrow. Usually you meet with them, discuss price, your compensation, what you're going to do to help them sell, all those different things. So this is actually a great thing for your business. This is what has helped solidify our buyer's business so much. And those are the three things we cover. We cover, what are they looking for? All the different questions we have when they can actually sit down and have a face-to-face, eye-to-eye contact conversation. We discuss what we're going to do to help them buy. And we're going to lastly discuss how we are getting compensated. And now in some states, you do have to have a buyer's agency agreement signed. I think you should. So this is at the end of that, after you talk about being compensated, and this is our buyer's agency agreement. You could do this one of two ways. You could say, we're going to go see 123 Main Street after this. looks beautiful. I'm going to leave this with you or I will send it to you tonight to e-sign if you want to partner up. We're going to go see that house. You don't have to sign this just to see that house. If you want to make an offer, obviously I will be representing you as a buyer's agent. However, I do give them some time to think about it. Many, boom, they sign right away because you've done something. If they've already bought a house previously in their life, like you've done something completely different. And if they're a first time home buyer and you were saying this is the process, they're going to know that this is the process. And if you've walked down this line where you look super professional, they're going to be like, okay, this is just how it's done. And you're not deceiving anyone. You are literally actually being way more upfront, way more honest with clients by talking about these things. And clients will appreciate you more and more and more. And they're going to understand why they, why you are the best and why you are getting compensated because you are literally putting yourself 10 steps ahead of everybody else in your competition. Because everybody else, what they do is, oh yeah, perfect. You're looking to buy a house. You want to see those three? Okay, yeah, I'll meet you there Saturday at 12. Okay. And I'm not shaming people that do that. 90% of real estate professionals do that. But we need to do better as an industry. If we haven't seen anything in 2023, that's one thing that should have opened our eyes. We need to do better. We need to be more transparent. We need to be more honest. And I know this works because we've always done it this way and our buyers absolutely crush it. We get rave reviews. We get to throw awesome housewarming parties. We literally cycles and cycles and cycles without spending tens of or hundreds of thousands of dollars for Zillow leads. If you want to build a business based on leads, that's great. That's fine for you to look at it that way. However, if you want to be hugely profitable, hugely profitable, and be able to enjoy your time with your family and have clients that trust you and you trust your clients, that they're not going to squirm off and go buy a house with someone else, you have a much better life and a lot less stress as a real estate professional. And you do that by nailing down this process before during and now after the consultation. One big thing we do is typically give them something at the end of that meeting. It doesn't have to be big. It could be some team merch, some of your agent merch. It could be a gift card to the coffee shop you're at. If they're moving into the area, it could be a small gift card to your favorite local coffee shop that's in the town. Like, hey, when you come back next weekend, here's a gift card, go grab some coffee. It doesn't have to be anything crazy. But we do like to say, hey, we appreciate you doing our process and meeting with us. If they tell us, you know, hey, you know, I appreciate the gift, uh, but we're not going to be working with you. That's okay. Never happens. But if that did happen, okay. You have up a $5 gift card to a coffee shop or $10 gift card to a coffee shop. You gave up some merch. They're probably not going to take it if they don't want to hire you. But just believe in yourself to say, okay, you know what? I need to change my process. And by changing my process, 
And then now coming from a point of appreciation for the person going down my process and showing that appreciation to that person, you are going to win on the highest levels, guys. And you're going to have repeat and referral business that you don't even know what to do with in three to five years from now. You won't even know what to do with. We have agents at our company three years in that they put most of this process into action and they literally get calls every single month, even in a down market. Hey, here's this buyer. Hey, here's this buyer. Here's this friend. Here's this friend. Here's this friend. Here's this family member. And it's not coming at the cost of massive amounts of money to leads. It's just keeping up that process and keep setting expectations properly. And then I always do the, the same thing at the end. Right as we pull up to the first house, this is where like the consultation really ends for me. Right as we pull up to the first house, I go, wait, 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 hold on. Actually, before we go in, Mr. and Mrs. Barr, here's exactly what we're going to do. And I learned this about 10 years ago, and it has changed my life. So I hope it changes yours as well. Mr. and Mrs. Barr, looking at homes can be kind of boring and, and monotonous. So we're going we're gonna to spice some things up for you. We're going to play a little game, if you guys are okay with it. They're always like, what do you mean a game? We're going to play, it's called the rating game. It's very simple. We're going to rate a house from one to 10. Every single house you walk into will get a rating. I'm going to ask you to wait till we get well outside the house, because I'm telling you right now, everybody has cameras. Pretend as if everybody has cameras. Even if the house is vacant, everybody has cameras. So we're not going to talk about specifics while we're in the home, but I want you to rate it once we get outside. We're going to take out the number one, because there's no house, if you had to put a roof over your family's head, you would call anywhere home if you absolutely had to. And we're also going to take out number 10, because I'm telling you right now, there's no such thing as a perfect home. Well, you know what? There is the perfect home. But you're looking five to 600. Your perfect home is probably 950. And I know you don't want to spend that much to have all 10 out of 10 checkboxes done. So let's let's just be realistic that 10 is not going to exist. What we're shooting to find is the eight or nines. I'm also going to take out five because I'm going to make you decide one way or the other. If it's a couple, you say, if both of you rate it six or above, so really six to nine, you get the listing, you take it home with you. So you know to go back to just research that house. If you one of you rates it four or one or both of you rates it four or below, I crumple it up, throw it in the back of my car. I'll recycle it later. The reason, even if one spouse gives it a nine and the other one gives it a four, they're not buying that house. It starts to get spouses or couples, people buying a house in partnership on the same page. If it's an individual person, they only have their own opinion. So you just say, if, if you rate it six or above, if you rate it four or below, that's when I do what I do. But otherwise, all you really have to do is describe that to them. And then you're going to see they get really invested in this. So the first house most likely is going to be like a six. And if they don't like it, it's going to be a four or three. And then from there, you're going to see most of the ratings should go to like that seven, eight, nine range. And when they get their first nine, I bet you they're going to put an offer in, maybe even an eight. And it's not about rushing the process. It's about helping them decide. Our jobs as buyer's agents are not to rush the process, force decision-making. It's to let buyers really start to value what they value and do it on a quicker rather than a longer basis. Searching for a home for two years when you want to buy now is not a pleasant experience. It's not. So you deliver a great experience by helping them decide on a home and at least strategically going after it. That doesn't mean if you're still in a market like ours, we're still in a very competitive market. You may have seven or eight, number eight or nines rating wise that you put offers in on before you get the right one. So helping them really start to work together helps them really start to find a home for their family. And this rating game really helps them come together, understand what they're looking for, and at the same time, help you understand, like, what is there something that's holding them back? Like, why isn't that an eight? Why is it a six or a seven? What is that one or two things that's missing? So then you can go out and try to find it. Maybe it's another house in the neighborhood that has it. You know, if this just had a pool, if this this house, perfect layout, but if the kitchen was just more updated at, a, you know, even if it was a higher price, I'd buy it. 
Okay, so let me go find the one with the damn updated kitchen. Let me go find one that has a swimming pool. These types of things make you a different agent. It makes the experience different for a buyer. And I hope you see today, when you're, whether you're listening this, you're watching this, that you have the opportunity to nail down a perfect buyer's consultation by enveloping in some of this into your business, getting insane amount of referrals in the years to come, and building an actual sustainable business where you have peace of mind. It all starts with your processes. It all starts with your systems. These are not hard to implement. I hope some of this today gets ingrained in you. You start to put it into practice in your business and you see how much your conversations change with clients when you start to do so.